Hey there, all you nerds and nerdettes. Welcome to the Reliable Nerd and Friends. Come join us as we sit around and talk about all the things that are going on in the world of video games, movies, TV, anime, and comics. And you can find us every week on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast Services. If you enjoy this show, leave us a review and a five-star rating to let us know. Now sit back and let your nerd sense tingle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reliable Nerd and Friends. I'm John, the Reliable Nerd, and these are my friends. Jordan, Jacob are joining me today. How's it going, guys? The J Squad returns. What up? J Squad back in the building. Damn straight. Uh, I'm doing good. Hanging out. Been, it was a long day at work today, but I'm okay. Yeah, I had a nice day off, so I don't know your pain. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> yeah, um, I did mow a little bit, but then I forgot to charge the battery, so I only got half the backyard done, which was a little bit <laughs> I've been there multiple times. So I get to come home tomorrow from work and finish the rest of the backyard. Have fun with that. What's new? What have you guys been playing? What's uh, what's going on in your lives? I've been getting a little bit back into Call of Duty, uh, and I've yeah. also been playing Final Fantasy XIV, because it's a lot of fun, honestly. I sent that shirt that I sent you to Aaron, and he's I, like, I sent it to him first, actually. Oh, you jerk. Yeah, he said, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, do, I need that shirt. He's like, I sent it, I showed it to my whole crew. I like, shirt. Sure. funny. <laughs> Um, it's this really long, it's like, hey, have you heard of this game, Final Fantasy XIV? Let me, let me just, let me just pull it up and I will yeah. read it to you. Oh, God. Uh. I mean, you don't have to. So, just... they, they've now made it to where Final Fantasy XIV has a free trial, right? But the free, the quote-unquote free trial is ridiculous with how long it is. You get the first two expansions for free, right? So the first, first shirt says, have you heard of the... Uh, her critical acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with an expanded free trial, which you can play through the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heaven's Ward expansion, up to 60 levels for free and with no restrictions on playtime. All of that on a t-shirt. They put all of that on a t-shirt. Yeah, all of that on the good t-shirt. God, it's a good, it's a good, it's a really good trial though. Like for a for a free trial, bomb free trial. So yeah, for sure. In other news. This is uh, our first show post E3. E3 is coming on. It was not as amazing as I was hoping, but you know, it's their mm-hmm. first one since the start of the pandemic. So I'm not gonna completely blame studios for not having more to show. There are still some pretty cool announcements there. We still got Summer Game Fest coming going on. So Jeff Keighley is gonna be doing some more announcements throughout the summer, and we got the EA event in July. And the rumored PlayStation event, so we still got some cool stuff to look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I do do agree. I think out of all like the E3s that like I've I've seen, this year was a little bit light. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, after coming out out of the pan or well, quote unquote coming out of the pandemic, uh, I think it, it was better than not having it at all. Still, so. Yeah, I agree. It, it, definitely, you could feel PlayStation not being there. I know you and I have talked about it at work. I don't know if I've talked about it with Jordan, but Jordan, do you know what PSX is? It sounds adult content-y. PlayStation used to host PSX every year uh, on top of E3, mm-hmm. and then the last couple of years, for some reason, they just quit doing it. But people have found uh, a trademark for PSX, 
this year, um, just like a few Might be bringing ago. it back, so, maybe? Yeah, the rumor is that in a, in a week or two, they're going to announce that they're bringing PSX, and supposedly, according to insiders, it's not going to be just a one, two-hour stream. It's going to be like a multiple-day thing, where it's like a PlayStation celebration. Supposedly, they're going to touch on quite a few... Uh, series we're supposed to like see first footage of God of War. Um, we're supposed to get a release date for Horizon Zero Dawn. Supposedly, it's rumored that we're gonna finally see the Silent Hill reboot, yeah, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Which, by the way, Horizon's on sale on Steam right now. So pick that up while it's on sale. Did you grab it? Yeah, I did. It went, instead of being sixty, it was uh, thirty. So if you haven't played that game, you really need to. I know, I know. It's on, it's on my list. I mean, that's cool, but you could have just got it for free on PlayStation. Or I can use my Beast computer and make it look better than it would on PlayStation. So That's debatable. No, that's not debatable <laughs> at all. There is no debates. It is, well, sir, uh, no. Um, yeah, but E3 came and went, like I said. Um, Nintendo and Xbox really stood out, in my opinion, on the announcements. We'll kind of go through both showcases. And we'll kind of touch on the ones that excite us the most. Uh, starting with Nintendo, we had Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope 2022, Metroid Dread October 8th, Mario Party Superstars coming October 29th, WarioWare Get It Together coming September 10th, Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp coming this year, uh, all four Danganronpas are coming to Switch this year. Uh, Shimigami Tensei 5 coming in November. Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater coming 2021, which is another Wii U port. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus the Power Awakens set also coming this year. Uh, Doom Eternal The Ancient Gods DLC. A new Legend of Zelda Game & Watch, which includes Legend of Zelda 1, 2, and Link's Awakening. Breath of the Wild uh, sequel. We finally saw footage. Uh, which was very hype. Which uh, which of those have you guys the most excited? As much as I want to say, like Breath of the Wild two, like the footage we saw was great. It's still no release date. I honestly think the gaming watch was probably the coolest thing in my opinion, just because like something like no one saw coming. I don't think, and right. it's just it's just it's a it's a neat little thing. So, oh, they also announced the newest Smash character, Kazuya Mishimi Mishima from yeah. Tekken. Which I think is kind of cool because they did two villains back to back. So they did Sephiroth and then him. Um, I like this whole heroes versus villains theme that they have going on. Um, yeah, the Game and Watch was really cool. It, uh, I thought it was way cooler than the Mario one they announced. Dragon Ball Kakarot we kind of knew was coming because of that leak on Instagram. Even What's though they, the Power Awakens set? A pa- the Power Awakens is the first two DLCs. So the Battle um, of Gods DLC with Beerus and yes, Whis, thank and you. then the Return of Frieza. DLC. Mario plus Rabbids I'm excited for. If you haven't played the first one, you should. If you like um, tactical shooters, that one's really good. Definitely glad it's getting the sequel. I'm a little bummed it's next year, so I don't want to focus too much on it. But uh, the one that got me the most hype is Metroid Dread. It's been 19 years since we've gotten a new Metroid game, so to get Metroid 5 is super exciting. I'm not talking about Prime. Those don't count because they're their own series. The game looked awesome. I know there's a lot of debate on, oh, is it worth $60? I'm really sick of that debate because at the end of the day, everyone's going to pay that money regardless. And it's a Metroid game, so it's definitely worth your money. 
I'm also excited for WarioWare, just because I played the one back on... Was Wii the first one, or no? I think WarioWare... I don't know. I think WarioWare used to more so be on... I want to say it started on handheld. Yeah, yeah it started it on Game Boy Advance. So the very first one was on Game Boy Advance. I don't know. I, I just remember playing it on the Wii, and it, it was loads of fun. Loads of, loads of fun to play with friends also, so I'm, 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 I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, it's a lot better. I mean, Mario Party's still a great... Uh, game. The thing I like about WarioWare is it doesn't take super long to play. So if you and a bunch of friends are just needing something quick uh, to pass 30 minutes, it's definitely it's the mini games are always really fun and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also got that new Mario Party, which at first me and Jacob both thought that it was DLC. Yeah, it's surprising that they chose to go with a full game instead of just DLC for. So it's kind of, from what I was seeing online, people are comparing it to on 3DS. There was Mario Party, the one uh, top 100, and mm-hmm. it was like the top mini games from past Mario Party games on 3DS. So apparently, it's very similar to that. Um, but a lot of people are excited for it, and the fact that it will launch with full multiplayer online connectivity is nice. I don't know why they didn't do that in the first place, honestly. I know I'm not a big Switch guy, but I just want to throw my two cents in for the Nintendo reveals itself. The ones that surprised me was uh, Metroid Dread and also the Shin Megami Tensei Five. More Metroid because, like, as much as I don't, you know, play really Nintendo and like kind of leave that up to you guys. Um, that do play more of those titles like i know metroid and i know how big it is and a good franchise and the fact that like leading up to this e3 like none of us really talked about oh. the fact that there be, might be another one if they're gonna bring characters from tekken into smash bros then you better be on the phone with the greatest fighting game creators to get my boy scorpion in there next that's all I'm going to say. I mean, the Mortal Kombat's already on the Switch, so it could happen. Yeah, um, I just don't want to... I mean, I want Mortal Kombat, but I'd rather... We've already gotten a couple of fighting game reps both season passes, so I'd kind of like someone more unique, you know? Yeah, I can also Like Steve from Minecraft? I feel like the, the uniqueness... <laughs> the uniqueness... I'm just like, okay, so it's a fighting game, and it's possibly even considered, you know up there in like the upper echelons of fighting game that's why i'm just like okay and you I brought know. tekken characters in now you've brought all these other fighting game characters in so like it's got to be mortal right. kombat at some point like you've got to get one of those characters in there they really need to do a fighter pass 3 because there's so many characters that have a relationship with nintendo and it's supposed to be the ultimate crossover so the fact that they haven't like resident evil resident evil deserves a spot on the roster and they already, data miners already found out that Jill had originally was in the game. She had a move set and everything, and for some reason they removed her. So I don't understand why we don't have a Resident Evil rep. They have such history with Nintendo, and then Mortal Kombat would be another iconic series that deserves to be uh, in. Now Smash. I don't I play just... Smash, but is he the only Tekken character that's in there? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then. If not Mortal Kombat, and we're sticking with Tekken, then I need them to throw my boy King in there. Well, the cool thing, too, though, is with the, with the fighting characters, so you got Terry from King of Fighters, and you got a couple Street Fighter characters also, they actually have their inputs from the games put into the game also. Like with Terry, if you do his inputs, you they're stronger because it's his actual fighting input. Yeah, I mean, he puts a lot of work into them. Um, well, and the thing they could do, too, is they if you wanted king in there they could do like an echo fighter i still want them to do a fighter's pass of nothing but echo fighters 
because those they wouldn't need Sakurai either. I mean, because they base Echo Fighters on existing characters and they just change a few aspects of them. So I feel like that's something the team could do without Sakurai. Let Sakurai retire, take a break, and just do Fighters Pass 3 with Echo Fighters and do like Shadow or Tails and then do, they could do King. A lot of people want to see another Legend of Zelda rep. The two biggest shoutouts, um, people really want Impa from Age of Calamity or Skull Kid. From Majora's Mask. I don't think they'd add Skull Kid because Skull Kid is already a uh, assist trophy. Yeah, but they've never. But seeing uh, what's her name from Twilight Princess again? Uh... Oh, Midna would be cool. Midna, yeah. Seeing Midna Link. would be nice. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then Shin Megami Tensei Five is really cool. The thing that annoys me about Shin Megami Tensei Five being a Switch exclusive, it's like you're willing to do that for Switch, but we still don't have Persona Five. My other thoughts, the thing that worries me about the Game & Watch, and then they showed off some Age of Calamity DLC, and then Breath of the Wild, like, I hope that's not all they're giving us for the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Technically, the fiscal year runs until next March, so there's still time for more. I definitely see why they did the Skyward Sword HD port, because for those of you who didn't watch the trailer, or for you, Jordan, um, they're gonna, you're going to be traveling between the sky and the ground. You had Skyloft, and then you had the ground world, and you can travel between the two. I, I really hope that they add some kind of loft wing into it, honestly. Just because then it really does show, like, hey, it is a crossover between the two, technically, so. Time will tell, because, yeah, it's weird, because Skyward Sword's the first game in the series, Breath of the Wild is the last game in the series. I just want to know Ganondorf's back, like, actual Ganondorf, not Calamity Ganon. Speaking of, in the, uh, the Smash Bros. reveal, wasn't that him carrying Ganondorf? Yeah, I heard like people got yeah. trolled by that because they thought it was going to be the Breath of the Wild reveal. I mean, that's just kind of how they are. They like to Sakurai likes to trick you and throw you off. Ah, uh, Duck Hunt. Those were the days. The best fighting <laughs> character. <laughs> now that I think about it, put Duck Hunt in Mortal Kombat 12. But Dread is still my most hyped, and also fun fact: Metroid Dread is the most pre-ordered game after E3. Interesting. Hmm. Even over even so over good. Battlefield? Yep. I wonder if that's just because people are kind of waiting until that game comes out. I try not to let reviews run my opinion. I'm starting to be more of a wait-and-see kind of guy. Like, I really was hyped for Dark Alliance, and after reading reviews today, I'm just like, ugh, I'm glad I didn't pre-order that. How great. I think it looks dope, man. I, like, I, I'm tempted to grab it because I think it looks cool. IGN gave it a <clears> 4. <throat> And then what, this YouTuber that I follow, and we usually have pretty similar opinions, he gave it a six. And he said his biggest issue was there's a delay in the button commands. So, like, you'll hit block or you'll hit an attack, and there's, like, a 1.3 like second delay. And he said all the times that he died was because of the delay in the commands. And it was super frustrating. I don't know. Maybe if they patch that, I might... Give it a shot. Who knows? I might wait for it to go on sale then too. Like if it's like if like right now it's forty. I think it's like maybe it's like twenty. Did IGN give it a four out of five or did they give it a four out of ten? Oh my. Okay. Or this segment I like to call available on Game Pass Day One. Yeah. No joke. Well, yeah. Pretty much they even said at the beginning of their conference that everything you would see would be playable on Game Pass. So once again, how are they? making any money at this point. The games they showed off were Slime Rancher 2, coming in 2022, uh, Outer Worlds 2, 
uh, with a release date to be determined. Redfall 2022, uh, Forza Horizon 5 coming out November 7th, Contraband to be determined, uh, Starfield was finally shown, but it's not coming until November 11th of 2022, uh, Stalker 2 coming out sometime this year, uh, Sea of Three Thieves got a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover called A Pirate's Life, um, 12 Minutes is coming August 19th. That game actually did look interesting. Um, Psychonauts 2 is uh, coming August 25th, so not too far down the road. Uh, Atomic Heart is coming 2022. Age of Empires 4 coming October 28th. And then Halo Infinite uh, was shown, and they said it's coming holiday 2021. We still didn't get an official release date, though. Uh, multiplayer will be free to play, and crossplay between Xbox and PC will be available. Anything stands out for you guys? I got a couple on this one. Um, Slime Rancher 2, because I played the first one, and it was so much fun. It's just so much fun because you can just sit there and just do what you want on your own farm at your own pace. I've never played it, but my kids play it, so I'm glad to know that you like a kid's game. John, I just want you to think about this for a second. We just got done talking about Nintendo, and that's known for making kids' games, so don't you dare come at me with that. Redfall also looked really cool. Um, I also excited for Sea of Thieves, the Pirates Life update, because I've always wondered when they're gonna do a Pirates of the Caribbean. Redfall two got me excited, but once again, no gameplay. So I'm curious to see how it'll play. Um, Soccer two, I'm excited for. Um, Soccer one is really good, so I'm hoping Soccer two is just even more amazing. I'm pretty stoked about. Um, Halo though, Halo Infinite multiplayer looked really awesome, and I love that it's going to be free to play and it's going to be cross play. I was sitting here thinking, like, whenever they're announcing it, Halo, like, if, if they weren't going to make it uh, cross play or even available on PC at day one, they're going to lose so many people. Yeah, Halo definitely has me excited. Even if the campaign sucks, at least I know I get to play some multiplayer. Jordan, did you have any takeaways from... Um, actually, yes. Uh, I'm surprised. Probably my biggest surprise was Outer Worlds 2. Uh, my brother played that, and he loved it. So I was kind of surprised that they're already on the second one. And then the Halo Infinite, the fact that neither of you mentioned that there is a freaking Samurai Spartan in that trailer. This is very We're just going to skip over the awesome Samurai Spartan. Sorry. I do love the look of the grapple hook. Like, I liked how he was running, and he was able to grapple hook a weapon and pull it into him. I thought that was pretty sweet. Now, that being said, I think the, yeah. probably the one that I'm probably the most excited about. I'm really excited because I've never tried the first one, but I really want to play Stalker 2 because it looks like a lot of fun. And it's just, it's, that's kind of that's kind of my, my wheelhouse of like stuff that I like. The Halo Infinite, I think it's really cool. I'm glad that they're making the multiplayer free to play and it's cross-play with, with Xbox and PC. I, I just wish that it it would be cross-play with PlayStation also, but I under, obviously it's a, it's a Microsoft exclusive. It would put itself up there with those names like Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex, all of those games that are, you know, first-person shooters that people really love, and the fact that it's cross-play with all consoles, I feel like it would take the Halo franchise, one, raking even more money, but... And before we get into the other E3 announcements, I do want to still talk about PlayStation. Have you guys seen what's going on with the Abandon? Basically, people are... Confet uh, it was that game that we talked about, it's a survival horror game, and the only trailer we've seen so far, it's out in the woods, 
and it's just got this creepy vibe. People are convinced that it is actually Hideo Kojima and hit a new silent a new silent hill game they tweeted so one Hideo Kojima has done this before where he will say he's not involved with the game I mean when Metal Gear 5 got announced it was being called something completely different and he made up a whole studio and hired a fake or an actor to pretend to be the head of that studio to hype up that game and like a month before it came out, he's like, oh, by the way, Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> so it's not something he's wouldn't do. Uh-huh. And he keeps saying on Twitter and the game developers of the band keep saying that it's not, that they don't have any ties to Hideo Kojima and that it's not a Silent Hill game. But the weird part is they've already said Abandon is the working title. Then, last week, they tweeted on Twitter that a full gameplay trailer is coming soon with full title. The reason people are losing their minds is that they said for the title, it starts with an S and ends with an L. And if that's not Silent Hill, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always down for another another horror game that will give me some some nice spooks i hope they release it obviously around you know halloween time stuff like that um but it has been a minute since we've got a silent hill thing i played the pt demo it was a lot of fun i'm one of the idiots that unfortunately deleted it and now i can never re-download it and i do just want to give an update um just to clarify because i'm everything i'm seeing pc gamer as of four days ago, wrote an article, and they said that Stalker 2 is coming out on April 28th, 2022. I swore they said 2021. Games Radar also says April 28th, 2022. Okay, my bad. I'm allowed to be wrong. Obviously, it was a big week for like the E3 stuff and everything that got announced. Obviously, it wasn't like... At least to me, it wasn't anything that like blew my freaking mind. I don't feel like there was anything in this E3 that they revealed that like I was just like, oh my god, this is this is next gen, this is next level. But that being said, I mean, we went over both of these. Out of the two, who do you think had the bigger E3? Well, Microsoft, I mean, put on a good show. I mean, there was stuff I left off because I don't count it as a Microsoft. Um, announcement like they showed off Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, it's going to have eight-person co-op, apparently. Which is going to fry yep. people's systems. Yep. Just saying. But, I don't know. Microsoft, I try not to hate on Microsoft. Like, Halo looked awesome. Redfall looked awesome. I just am still want to know. They keep purchasing all these studios, and I feel like we're still not getting a lot out of them. And I want to them to open the curtain and show us more what's in the works. So would you so we'll see. So I mean, John, you're saying you feel like Nintendo had the bigger day then? Just because of more release dates. I hate to say that. Right. I hate saying that because people are gonna call me a fanboy, but if Microsoft had shown us like I said, some of the projects we know about but we haven't had updates on, I think it would have been even better. What about you, Jacob? I would say honestly both of them, to be honest. Like they they were both well did well and I think both did really good. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Nintendo. 
just because of the Breath of the Wild footage. I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm too stoked for that game. Where they both did bad, I would say is about the same, and where they both did good, I would say is about the same. To give Microsoft credit, they did have a little bit of something for everyone. They had a little bit of every genre, every um, every type of game uh, to appeal to a wide audience. So I do commend them for that because Nintendo is more directed at their existing IP lovers and trying to get some new fans. But Microsoft, at least, like I said, had that bigger, bigger showing of new or of stuff to appeal to a broader audience. Right. And see, I think my biggest thing with with Nintendo is like. All of these games that, you know, they did announce and, like, the they're going to put Kakarot on there and all that, but, like, Breath of the Wild sequel, you know, like, all that stuff was cool and everything, but, like, my biggest complaint, at least I would say, is we already know, the worst kept secret, you've got another form of the Switch coming. You literally had, like, you could have ended all of this and revealed that. And it would have had so many people hide, people like myself who don't own a Switch that's literally waiting for this to be like, oh, okay, I can get on the same hype level as everybody else because there, there's this pro coming. It's going to, you know, I wonder what it looks like. I want designs or even just an announcement in general. Right. Um, the thing about the pro, I think what's going to happen is... Um, because the Switch Lite didn't get uh, unveiled until August, and then it released in September. So I think Nintendo may do more so that they'll do, because Nintendo's known to do like a fall direct anyways in August or September. So I can see them just doing like, hey, here's the Switch Pro. By the way, Metroid Dread, Breath of the Wild 2, and Mario plus Rabbids were running on Switch right. Pro. Something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I could, um, I could see that working. There, there's too many people, insiders, saying that it's real. And it's supposed to be going in production in July. So, and that's about when the, so when the Switch Lite went into production, we started getting pictures leaked from the factory line. And then they came and ended up announcing it shortly after. So if the Pro truly is going into production next month, I think it's only a matter of time before we start seeing actual evidence of it, and then they'll come right out and announce it. Right. Now that being yeah. said, I can honestly tell you, because one, I don't own a Switch, so I haven't dug into the Nintendo world, and closest thing to Microsoft I got is a computer. There was other E3 announcements that have me hyped yeah um we'll go through those now actually we'll move on to the rest of e3 um we'll kind of i'll go through the list again and then we can talk about the ones that have us the most excited um starting off godfall announced fire and darkness lightbringer expansion it's releasing in august and it involves a quest to save the fire realm we're getting new weapons, 40-plus new loot items, and also will support cross-play between the PS4 and PS5 versions. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was officially unveiled. It will be single-player only, no microtransactions, and no DLC. 
you play a Star-Lord and you give commands to the rest of the team. It's coming this year, I believe in October. Um, funny st story about that also, it's coming to Switch uh, via streaming, like we've talked about a little bit in the past. Um, Black Panther gameplay was show shown off. Ulyss Ulysses Claw is the villain, and it's coming in August. Weird, Jordan. <laughs> um... They announced a Final Fantasy collection, which has the first six games in it. Uh, Babylon's Fall is a game being made by Platinum Games, who made Bayonetta. Um, it's a post-apocalyptic Age of Machines, and you battle against huge monsters and deities. And it will feature co-op, but it's also a live service game. So, <laughs> um, Final Fantasy A Stranger in Paradise was shown. It's a Souls-like action game that we talked about uh, past episode, and it's a re remake of Final Fantasy 1 instead of a prequel. Um, then Ubisoft showed off Just Dance 2022. Uh, they changed the Rainbow Six Quarantine title to Rainbow Six Extraction. It's coming out September 16th. Um, they showed off Assassin's Creed Valhalla's second DLC, which is the Siege of Paris. Um, Far Cry 6 got a new story trailer, and they also said that the season pass will allow you to play as past villains, Voss, Pagan Men, and Joseph from 3, 4, and 5, and they showed off a new Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game, uh, and that's James Cameron's Avatar, not Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of really big things here. I <laughs> see. Microsoft and Nintendo was good, right? This was great. This has me excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in here that, as a gamer, I'm just like, wait, what? In particularly, yeah. the Guardians game looked amazing, and knowing that it's coming out this year, I about lost my mind. I agree. Guardians of the Galaxy looked excellent. Um... I won't buy it on Switch, but I definitely want to play it. It looked really good. Um, Third-person action game. Uh, it had Mantis, Cosmo, um, the dog was in it. So I'm hoping there's other surprises and characters. It's got Groot the, holding the, the llama, we, which is awesome. The blue llama, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm definitely interested in where that game's going to go. They did confirm that you'll be able to unlock the MCU costumes in the game. Oh, sweet. That's dope. Yeah. I liked Gamora because she looked more like her comic book counterpart. I think the only thing I didn't like design-wise was the way Drax looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can agree to that, too. Yeah. But my favorite line in that whole trailer is when they get arrested and they're like, Gardeners of the Galaxy? And he's and he's like, Rocket. And he's like, what? So I let Groot write down the oh name. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think that looks great. Um, Babylon's Fall, actually, like, I'm kind of, like, psyched for that one. Because, yeah. like, you got me at um, post-apocalyptic age of machines i'm immediately thinking terminator right but then when they're like oh yeah you battle huge monsters and deities i'm just like oh oh okay all, all right okay i'm down I'm, i'll follow it and keep my eyes on it um i mean it's platinum games and platinum games doesn't put out 
bad games very often. They're always batshit crazy off the yeah. wall. And, but the, and they're always unique. So it's one I'll keep my eye on. It just being a live service game, I'm like, eh, we'll see. Um, the, the first six Final Fantasy games. So, okay, they're not like remaking them like they did with Seven, no. right? No, correct. It is just a collection of, they're actually, it's actually called the Pixeled Collection. So it is them in their normal state. Of course, they'll be up res a tiny bit to look decent on HDTVs, but it's not, it, no, it's not going to be like Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's just a way for you to play the, the games that really got Final Fantasy started. Um, The, uh, and how do, Jacob, how do we, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, because I'm still a little bit confused about the Rainbow Six one. It's not its own game, right? It's just an update, correct? Or no, it's, it's, yeah, it is its, its, its own, own game. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. So, it's, you're fighting aliens, basically. It felt very, it felt like Left 4 Dead meets Siege. Um, very much Siege, siege mechanics. Yeah, exactly. I also heard though too, like if you if your character dies, or no no I'm sorry. Okay, so it's level based and it's you and two other buddies that can play it because it's three people. But yeah. it's also okay. like however much health you finish that mission with, you go into the next mission with that same amount of health. Mm. And there's different ways of you being able to get more health back in the mission itself, but then like. Yeah. You know, if you die, boom, right off the bat, then you're dead for that. Oh, also, John, I think you might have forgotten one, too. Um, which I feel like it's it's kind of a big one, too, was Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland. No, because we talked about it last week, because it was announced at the game. Um, That's right. Okay, my bad. I was getting yeah. mixed up. No, you're good. Um, I tried not to double up. They did show more at E3, but I tried not to double up on announcements. Now, mm-hmm. did, did they also Sorry, show the Life is Strange week. remaster on that one, too? Um, or was that just E3? Because I can't remember. I got a mix. I don't remember. I mean, the remastered collection's coming, and then True Colors. And they look cool. Um, those games are great. Yeah, True Colors looks um, looks good. I've actually played the first Life is Strange, and like I got a portion of the way through, and I was like, man, this is kind of good. Like, really good. Um yeah, I've been trying trying to get Misty to play them. I think she'd really like the Life is Strange oh, yeah. series. Yeah. I haven't touched them before, sadly. Well, very interesting. For a really yeah. good storytelling. They they play similar to like the Telltale games, don't they? Like the Walking Dead series. You kind of you explore, but then you also have like the important choices that affect the story. Am I, I right? Yes, wrong? it's very yeah butterfly effectish. Yeah. Um, Black Panther looked great. Um, oh my god, bro. Notice how it's not oh longer. Oh my god, well. bro. Well, I mean, anytime I think of Black Panther uh, from the comics, I think Claw. of the. Oh, well, no, no, think, no, no. This is just a thing that me and Jordan have going on because. I know, I know. But I either think of Claw or White Ape. So I'm okay with Claw. Here's my thing, okay? I expect this DLC to change the Avengers game. Because they've promised that. They said that with this update, like, 
the game is going to be played quite a bit differently, and that's fine. And the whole Wakanda, I feel like it's going to be a giant update. That's whatever. But my God, did it not look great? Yeah, like that awesome. that that, that suit looks really good. I like that it is Claw because, like, at the end of the day, Claw is the biggest technical threat to yeah. Black Panther because you know. Wakanda. I kind of like in the trailer when yeah. he says too. He's like, you know, vibranium isn't yours, or isn't just yours or whatever. He's like, you're right. It's Wakanda's. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. It's one of those. If I don't play it, I'm at least gonna watch a playthrough. I will probably. I, I your so boy I here will it. probably do a playthrough of it. Well, maybe so, I'll watch you play. You gotta it. put it on YouTube. Or, or, or oh yeah, hundred percent. 100%. I'm definitely nice. excited. This is the main thing I've been waiting for this game. I'm a little disappointed like they didn't show like at the end of it like a roadmap of what might be next after that. Because like with the Hawkeye one, they're like, yeah, Hawkeye's coming. And then they're like, oh yeah, and Kate Bishop. And we're probably going to do Black Panther right. also. But... Right. Can we also talk about the fact that... Uh, sorry, I don't mean, don't mean to change, change subject, subject so fast also, but the Far Cry 6 DLC... We get to I play love, as a boss. Hell yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that. Pagan men I don't care about, but I like Joseph and boss. So I'm yeah. like, hell yeah. Yeah, so as, if Far Cry 6 alone didn't get you excited with the alligator and the, the, the dog in a wheelchair, <laughs> now the fact that you get to play as the villain. Not to mention the CD player that plays the Macarena while you have it in your hands. Yeah. Right. This, this game Pretty is shaping awesome. up to be a a classic, and it hasn't even been released yet. I agree. It looks awesome. Um, also, Final Fantasy A Stranger in Paradise had a limited time demo. I went ahead and played it. Um, it looks, I mean, it needs, definitely you can tell this demo has looked rough around the edges. But... Uh, His next words are this message has been brought to you by reliable nerd and friends do you like listening to sorry talk uh, okay go ahead uh anyways the demo was really fun though i mean it did the boss fight definitely felt like a souls game but the thing i liked about it was it was faster a little bit faster combat so it felt not as difficult for me so if they polish it, make it look better, then I'm definitely going to check it out. And you're down like a rodeo clown for it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, uh, sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I like Final Fantasy games, so I'll give it a shot regardless. Also, I'm stoked for the Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. I still need to play the first one, but that game is so good. So I still need to play the game. Wow, Jacob. Oh, so I good. thought you had it. My stepfather's bothering my bo- bothering borrowing my copy of the game to play on his PS4 that I sold him, and then someone has my PS5 right now. So wait, what? Um, the game looks really good, or this <laughs> the DLC looks really good. Uh, Siege of Paris is one of the is a very famous battle, um, so I'm stoked that we can see that play mm-hmm. out, and it looks like we might get to see an older Ivor, um, Ivor. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, there was like, at the end of the trailer, there was like an archway. Mm -hmm. 
and it had a bunch of writing on it, like Norse writing, and fans actually decoded it, and people think that the third DLC, you're actually going to get to go to Helheim. Oh, what? That'd be dope. Yeah. It make, oh, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, it's made by the Origins team, right? And, like, they brought it's... in some of the Egyptian gods, and, like, you could fight them, and... So, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see yeah. something like that. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. That's what because Odyssey did that with one of their, well, two of their DLCs. They went a little bit more. The first one was more realistic, and then the other two was more mythological based. So I'm. Down oh, in the base for... game too, you could also fight the mythological creatures too. I thought they added that in one of the. You couldn't access them unless you had one of the DLCs. I thought. Mm, not oh. that I know of. I believe you could fight the Minotaur. Uh, the Sphinx, or you, you don't fight the Sphinx, but you uh, you you still talk to it, and you also fight the Cyclops. Gotcha. For some reason, I thought they added that in post game, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, like I said, I spent 95 hours on Valhalla, so I'm not a, not opposed to diving back in. I still need to play the Ireland DLC, but Wrath of the Druids or whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm excited. Yeah, see, I I'm, I'm telling you, I think this announcement with E3 with all these games and stuff like it it was great the only thing that I don't care about and I'm sure you guys probably thought it looked dope or whatever but I think it's the most overrated franchise that they're trying to push onto people nope. is I'm the Avatar boat. franchise I love James yep. Cameron I've, I've loved almost all of his work but I do not yep. give a crap about the Avatar franchise so when this game was announced nope, and they either. showed it I'm just like oh a game I'm definitely not going to be playing. Yep. Agreed. I hate that they have this new game. They have like three movies coming out. And it's like... It's basically a sci-fi version of Pocahontas. And it's like, I mm-hmm. don't care. It was cool at the time. It was cool for what it was. But it's like, let it go, man. Do and really care this and they were petty the enough movie? to re-release it in theaters recently so it could get just a little bit more money to beat Avengers. Yep. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what? Yep. I know. So, and there there was an Avatar Um, game before this, too. Yes, there was. It was literally just called James Cameron's Avatar. Like, but it did, it did not do well. Like I'm not gonna lie, no, and I bet the, the, the graphics in it looked cool. But when I seen what animal it was, yeah. and then I seen the whatever they're called, I was just like, oh, "Are you freaking kidding me? Like, what?" Yeah. What's What's annoying is that Lucas Lucasfilm or whatever keeps hyping up the Ubisoft Star Wars game, but yet we did not get to see it at E3. I'm like, come on, quit talking about it. Show it to me. But boys, I tell you what, this next topic is, if, if it ends up being true, will have me so hyped. It'll blow everything at E3 out of the water. Okay. Let me explain. So EA is having a their own event next month. According to Jeff Grubb, who is not wrong very often, he says that they're reviving a fan favorite IP. And the words he used... He said, hopefully, we're not all dead by then. And he wrote dead in all caps. And what's a IP that 
EA owns with the word dead in it? Left for dead. Dead space. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh my. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want so bad a remastered collection and a Dead Space 4. Please, God. Even if it, if I can only get Dead Space 4, um, I want it so bad. Take all my money. Okay, so here's what I take from that. If they're reviving a fan favorite, I feel like that means EA's looking at doing a complete remaster of the three. I can see them doing like Mass Effect mm -hmm. Trilogy, the Legendary Edition, to re-like gauge fan interest in it first um, because shortly after they announced the Legendary Edition and it was getting closer to being done, they went ahead and confirmed that a Mass Effect um, new Mass Effect game was in the works. So I'm hoping we're in a similar situation where it'll be like here's like the ultimate edition of Dead Space 1 through 3 and then maybe down the road hey, we're making Dead God, Space Dead 4. Dead Space is so good, dude. So good. So good. Terrifying. It is terrifying. It is, oh, but I mean, God, it's it so good too. Like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm with you now on the hype train. Like, I would love, I'd love a remaster, but if they did a Dead Space Four, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that too. Oh God, yeah, yes, I would. I can just imagine though what a Dead Space Four would look like on on today's consoles. Oh, like, right. <sighs> and I don't even care if they. Um, I'd be fine with like them doing a Resident Evil um, approach and like we don't have to have Isaac Clark. I love Isaac Clark, but he's cool. But I'd even be fine with the new protagonist. Just give me more necromorphs to cut off their limbs and scare yes, the crap out of me. Hundred percent. Yeah. That well let's hope he's not wrong. Let's let's hope or at least let's hope that's what he's hinting at too. Oh god, I hope so. I will be so so excited. Nothing else they could announce would get me as hyped as Dead Space. And then uh, Epic Games Store leaked two games. Um, looks like Alan Wake Remastered okay. was accidentally uploaded on the e and then taken down. And same with Final Fantasy VII Remake, which isn't on PC yet. So that, I guess, confirms they're both coming to PC. Uh, if you have not played Alan Wake... I highly, highly recommend it. I want an Alan Wake 2 so bad. Um, that is the only game on Xbox 360 that I just, that was exclusive, that I just absolutely loved. So if they're remastering. Now, does it got yeah, spooks in it? Please. Uh, have you ever no, not played Alan Wake? So you play as Alan is a author, and him and his wife travel to a cabin so he can work on his next novel in peace. And he like writes a horror story, and when he wakes up, he's basically living oh, it. So his it's like kind of like missing. The Shining, it sounds like. Oh. Kinda. Uh, he wake he wakes up, and his wife is missing, and so he explores the town trying to find um, find her and find out what happened. And he keeps getting attacked by these shadow creatures, and the only way he can fight them is so you get a you have a flashlight, mm -hmm. and you have a gun. You have to weaken them with the flashlight first, and then you can shoot them with the gun. And but your flashlight also takes batteries, and so that's oh, what God. like 
leads into the yeah the horror aspect. Oh, it was ter- that game was so terrible. When I hear so batteries, bad. I just think of Outlast, and I'm just like, oh no, no, please, <laughs> oh, God. please, God, no. Except this game, yeah. you get to fight back. Outlast, you Outlast, run. you run. You just, yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth like if it's ever if you, if it ever gets put on Game Pass for PC. Uh-huh. I definitely recommend you try it. I probably will. That sounds like a lot of fun. A cool story, too. I like that it's, like, Shining-esque. Like, I love the Shining. So. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake, Jacob. Will that actually get you to play that? It's on PC? Sorry, what? Final Fantasy VII possibly being leaked for PC. Uh... Sorry, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, I mean, I already have it on PS5, so I'd rather just play it on there. Because like, I, I just I don't have a reason to buy it for PC because it, it's not like. It's well, I mean, if we're going series. by that right. instance, then can we please rewind back to where you bought Horizon, even oh, though you have gosh. a PS5 where you could have got it for free? Yes, but I wanted to buy that one on oh. PC. Yeah, he'd been talking about that for a while, anyways. So that I literally said no. that I was waiting for it to go on sale so I could buy it. Yeah, he's mentioned that like multiple times, so that wasn't a surprise to me. Um, and while we're on the Final Fantasy topic, apparently there's a Final Fantasy IX animated series in the works. Oh. That'll be okay. interesting. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, so hell yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm so out of the loop with the Final Fantasy games. Like, the first one I've ever played is this remake of 7, and I'm just like, I don't even know, like, I hear you guys talk about the online one. I hear, like, 9's good. I hear, I want to say 15? Has 15 not been released? There, no, 15 has. That's good. 16's coming out. Um, you can skip 13. Is 10 good? Uh, 12 isn't bad. 10 is really good. Pretty much 7, 8, 9, 10. And then 15. But not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, really 6. Good. Um, I never played them because they're super old school. Because I, I, 9 was the first one I ever played. And so going back to those pixel style is really hard when you played a 3D game. Um, they're very old school. Super Nintendo, like, very old school. Um, but there's a huge following right. for them. Um, well, I mean, it's an, it's an anthology series. None of the games have anything to do with That's I think the problem, too, is people, new people, get hung up on the numbering and none of the games have anything to do with each other unless it's like 10 you know 10 and 10 2 and i think final fantasy 13 had two like sequels technically also but they were called 13 in the title still so you'd know it was the same like game or whatever um so you can really jump in at any point Nine was always my favorite just because the characters. I really liked the characters a lot. And it was more... Because, um, like, Res- uh, Final Fantasy Seven and Eight were more realistic-ish. Like, minus the monsters, but, like, more of not quite as fantasy. Whereas Final Fantasy Nine heavily leaned on the fantasy. I mean, the main character is, like, a half-cat dude. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, like... Nine just always stuck out to me. I enjoyed it a lot. Listen, I was just thinking of an idea, too, while we were talking about all that. Because 
literally it seems like every week we talk about you know this game is getting you know remastered or you know is you know it seems like every week we keep talking about games that are possibly getting remastered um or games that like we want to get remastered so i think it would be really cool if one of these days or at least one of these episodes each of us pick a game that we obviously there's been no talks of it being remastered but it's a game that we really enjoyed playing and mm-hmm. give the description for it that way the people that don't know about it obviously understand basically make a case of why you would want this game remastered you know what i mean gotcha. i think that would be yeah. a really fun episode i, agree, I feel Jake. like all of us could learn something yeah um you're right jacob is a total fool <laughs> Um, Jacob, what what he is saying is in a future episode because we talk about so many games being remastered that we should each pick a game that's not even rumored to be being remastered and we each build a case for why that game deserves a remaster. I I already know my first one. Custom Robo. God, that game was so much fun. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to deal with this guy. It's okay. We've, we've talked about that game at work already, but um, I don't know if that series will ever come back. But yeah, that's a good idea, Jordan. Um, we can definitely do that, especially on a, a week that's light with right. stuff. Well, cool. You just surprise us and throw it in whenever you're ready, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be here. Well, I'd like, if we're supposed to build a case for it, I'd rather give you a heads up so you can really put in some thought and then build your case why it needs right. to be mastered. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to make a note of that. Last topic that Jacob was trying to bring up, and then we'll move on to the Loki discussion. Um, I actually took part in this uh, campaign because I wanted it to happen so bad. But as Jacob was saying, Disney acquired the rights to the Aragon series. Um, so fans are hoping that means either a Disney Plus series or a movie series is in the works. Um, the author and the fan base have started a hashtag aragon remake on twitter you're supposed to at disney and disney plus and then you say that you want a hashtag aragon remake i totally took part of it because i want this so freaking bad it's one of my favorite book series and the movie by fox sucked i don't care who you are there's only two movies in the world that have been based on something i love that i fucking hated and that was avatar the last airbender the live action movie and sir the fact that you just left out dragon ball evolution makes me mad dragon ball evolution was more entertaining than oh, the other good two god are you kidding me i enjoyed the aragon hey, movie compared hey. to dragon ball <laughs> oh fuck you have you read the book no i haven't that's why the book the movie was terrible it was there was oh this don't even oh, give me I could do a two-hour rant about why that fucking movie sucked. And sir, Dragon Ball Evolution may have sucked, but James Marston, or Marsden, or no, Matt Marsters, I'm sorry, I apologize. Let me backtrack. James Marsters as Piccolo will always be my favorite thing about that movie. Okay, but he was literally, and if you blinked, you didn't even see him. Oh, <laughs> sir, you're right. Hey, there's there's a rumor that Disney wants to make. A I would movie. I would, so I would rather watch the Avatar movie for a week straight than watch Dragon well, Ball Evolution. Look, when you can't even get the title character's <laughs> name correct, you don't. What are you talking about? It's not Ong. I thought movie. it was Ong this whole time. 
<laughs> I've never. There's only been two movies I've walked out of after paying for yeah. And that was The Happening. That's weird. Year. Both in that Shyamalan movies. <laughs> I feel like you just. I feel like you yep. just don't like in my Shyamalan. No, because I love the visit and I love uh, the servant. I just hate. Wait, 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 wait. Come, what come out first? Was did the Avatar movie come out first or the Happening come out first? The Happening okay, came out okay. first. I was gonna say because sure. it was the other way around. I feel like you just left it because you were so pissed about the Avatar movie. <laughs> negative that is not if you're listening to this m night Shyamalan, i'll i don't know what to tell you man i'll try to get him back on if m night Shyamalan's listening i want him to know that he should be ashamed (laughs) of that movie it i mean you only had to watch one episode of the cartoon to understand what was happening jesus you didn't like ong fuck ong so stupid so great Ugh, I, okay, so movies. I've heard. I've heard. So actually, one of my friends um, read the books when they first came out for the Aragorn series, and Aragorn, Aragorn, whatever. Aragorn, Aragorn. They both sound the same. They both are dumb. Aragorn. <laughs> no, 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 no. At least. No, no. Well, first Aragorn. of first of all, his name's Aragorn. not Aragorn. It's Aragon. Oh my god. Aragorn. <laughs> no, it's not. It is pronounced Aragon. That's not true. That that is true. I'm just going to call him Dragon, okay? Because it's closer to what he is anyway. But anyway, I thought the movie was okay. I didn't ever go back and watch it after I watched it the first time. I don't know if Jordan's talking still. (laughs) He is still talking, but just so you know, I just looked at the pronunciation and it's Aragon, so fuck off. (laughs) Okay, sure. Anyways, but yeah, I can see Disney. Jordan. I can see Disney doing something with this. Now, question though: Didn't they do something similar to this though with a, a famous book series recently, and it was trash? The uh, maybe yes, Artemis Fowl. That's what it was. That's also a good book series. I've actually gotten mixed reviews on the movie. I thought it looked cool, but. Well, you talked to you've talked to if, Jeremy before. Next time you work with him, talk to him about it because him and his wife both are big Artemis Fowl fans, and they hated it every second of it. Oh, I'm just saying, if Disney Plus will bring, since they're doing Percy mm-hmm. Jackson, if they also bring the Aragon series to or the Inheritance Cycle to Disney Plus, I want it to be a series more than a movie because that is definitely. Meant to be a series. One of those things where I feel like they need to build this the world and um, make oh, man. I, w- I want it so bad. I just picturing it, man. Oh, <laughs> I want to see Thorn and Glader in live action form. I want to see. Oh God, there's so much. I want it. I want it all. <laughs> That's fair. I want it. Hopefully, they can make this like the Disney Plus Game of Thrones, where like you don't want to miss an episode. It's really cool. The dragons look really dope. But Jordan, so like, I don't even know. There's just so much. It's really cool how they do it because like he can like he can use magic, but if he if he uses too much, like it, before he's ready, mm-hmm. it could kill him. Um, him and Safira, his dragon, have like a mental link, so they can talk to each other in their heads. It's just it's so good. The whole nice. 
And like in the series, dragons can stay in their eggs for centuries until they find the person who they're meant to be uh, bonded with. It's crazy. So good. Well, hopefully, hopefully it works out. That's cool that they've got the rights to it now. Because, I mean, seems like Disney's buying up everything, so. I would even take an animated series at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. Or an anime. Like, just give me something. <clears throat> I might ask Jacob what his thoughts are since he can't hear me before we move on. Oh, yeah. How are we going to do the Loki discussion if Jacob can't hear you? <laughs> You're going to have to be the moderator, man. I don't know. I don't know if you want to pause it and then like restart it or what. Um, I hate doing that because I guess we can. Hold on. All right, can you two hear each other? I can still hear Draco. Testing. I don't know. I can't hear him if he's talking. Yep. All right, I'm going to actually stop the recording completely and then restart it. So hold okay. on. All right, guys. Well, yeah, it's the end of the episode, so you know what that means. It is a spoiler warning time. We're going to be discussing episode two of Loki. So if you have not watched the new episode, please peace out now or pause and come back and finish it later. Yeah, so do that. Otherwise, um, I do not condone anything that might happen. I only I have one major takeaway from this episode. Okay. Can we, before the series ends, please, for the love of God, just see Mobius riding Jetski? <laughs> <laughs> That's all the listen, poor man wants. Give me. Listen, Mobius I don't know if ski, the world's please. ready for that scene. I feel like it will be as probably like tear-inducing as the Tony Stark in-game scene, because like the world's watching, and we now want this man on a jet ski. You know what he's going to say. He's going to be riding a jet ski in his tux, no, not wearing anything else, right? Or his suit. And then he's going to hit a ramp. He's going to slow-mo. He's going to show the wind in the background. Stop it. Flowing. Stop it. And, and, and he's sitting there, and he's just looking at the sunset. He's just going to go, wow. <laughs> I could totally see that, actually. Listen, yes, I agree with you, John. This man needs to ride a jet ski. Um, before the show is over. Yes. But I'm going to say, best episode so far. Hands down. It was an amazing episode. By the end yeah. of this episode, I was so um, pissed I couldn't watch the next one <laughs> that I'm like chomping at the bits. Yep. Yep. Here, uh, here's my biggest thing. Uh, my, I guess, prediction for future episodes. I don't think the timekeepers are there. I think we're having a Wizard of Oz scenario where there's someone else behind the curtain. Pretend, like I think the timekeepers have been gone for a long time and that they're actually not involved anymore. I I can see that. I kind of got that feeling also. See, and I kind of I kind of feel the same way just for the simple fact that like so the reasoning for them not doing anything with any of the Avengers is because they were meant to do that. But also, if you sit there and think about this, in Infinity War, Doctor Strange literally sit there and went through all these different timelines to see how it would end. So mm -hmm. you're telling me then the the TVA just like killed every one of those that watched that witnessed that timeline? Like, 
I feel like right. Well, maybe they're all considered apocalypses because Heatland, Doctor Strange was saying that they lost in every single one, and like like Loki found out when it's an it's 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 destined to be an apocalypse. Nothing matters. True. Right. I just feel like the Avengers have done too um, much stuff, definitely now involving time, for that statement to be everything that they did was meant to happen, for it to actually right. be completely true or at least to make me believe it right now if one one thing i'm wondering too because we know that the judge lady i can't think of her name right now is has a love relationship with king the uh-huh. conqueror so what if it's actually king the conqueror pulling the strings in the background see that's that's more where i'm leaning to the time also because we know he's going to be in the new ant-man or maybe he is a timekeeper. Speaking of Ant-Man, um, also, have you seen that video floating around where if you watch Ant-Man 2 when they go in looking for Michelle Pfeiffer's uh-huh. character um, you see a in the city. background? Yeah, you see a city in the background in the quantum realm, and people are convinced that that is the, bar- the timekeeper's um, HQ is actually inside the quantum realm. Because the fact that they mentioned that it t- that time works differently differently there, and also they exist outside of the normal flow of time. Right. Yeah, I've seen that theory, and I I don't know. I like that would be a cool theory, but also I'm just like it's weird because with the timekeepers themselves and the TVA, what they do, if they're just in the quantum realm, which is technically a microverse, if I remember correctly. I'm just like, wait, so then Loki just went to the the quantum realm? That's they just they take everybody there and that's that's what happens. And then if that's the case, yeah. then where do we go from there? Like So right. has Kang been in in the yeah. microverse this whole time or the, the quantum realm and then that's his big reveal? Or is it going to be Ant-Man maybe messing because, with more of it? Maybe, because, I mean, well, I don't know, because they're, I mean, why would they premiere King in Ant-Man 3 anyways? Like, I always thought that was odd, that King the Conqueror is going to be in Ant-Man 3 of all all movies. Um, so maybe we do find out it's in the quantum realm. Yeah. That being said... What did you guys think of the reveal of like the the, the futures and them going to like the the incident in Alabama, you know, in like what was it twenty fifty eight or something like that? Uh, twenty fifty two and like all of that stuff. So basically, they time jumped in this. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was cool, and I, I, I when Loki found out when like or how like the uh how they were hiding i thought it was like it was an interesting idea and it was a clever way of of put of making things uh fit fit the fit the uh the the villain the fact that he like figured out the variant of himself would hide in things that like are doomed to be destroyed like when they would go to pompeii i thought that was awesome and I loved hilarious. how. Lo- I'm from the future. <laughs> They're all just looking at him like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I thought that was great. 
Maybe doomsayers are actually just Loki in disguise. <laughs> True. That being said, of course, the biggest thing is like the variant, the reveal. What did you think? What is your thoughts? Speculations. I know me and John's kind of talked about it. I kind of saw it coming, if I'm going to be honest. Like that it was a female um, or that it was. Yeah, I saw the fact that it was that it was going to be a woman, uh, like just coming. Um, I will say it was a good reveal, um, and I find it funny how Loki's trying to still play this bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's going to overthrow the timekeepers and blah 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 blah. When I think he really doesn't even mean it when he says that. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced that it's Lady Loki. I think it's the Enchantress. See, I, I, I mean, I, I well, agree before, with you, like I do. Well, even before I saw this, um, what I'm about to tell you, I, I instantly, because the blonde, because in the, in the, Lady Loki has dark hair and, Yes, she has the one horn or whatever, that's broken, but yeah. um, that's broken. And I think that's in that's there to throw us mm-hmm. off. Um, but apparently, if in other versions of the credits, the after credits, if if you watch in other languages, they actually have her character listed as Sylvie. Yep. Which Sylvie Luston is Enchantress. So I really think they may finally and. The cool thing about her is she's been a hero and a villain. So this could be one of those situations where she's the villain, but then maybe they bring her back later as a hero. I I am 100%, I think, in agreement with you that that is Enchantress. Um, even all the way down to the fact that when she uses magic, there's green around her hands. Yeah, um, She exactly. uses magic differently than the way Loki does, which I feel like Loki will eventually will probably do something similar because i think even in the the trailer for the remaining episodes you can kind of see him using something similar to that but this like the fact that they were making the thor movies and we were up to the third movie and still no enchantress we even had uh yeah uh what's his name carl urban played him in ragnarok korg no not korg and but korg's so cool the executioner i know who you're talking about and he's typically with enchantress the only my only concern is wouldn't loki know enchantress because she was always obsessed with thor she wanted to she was in love with thor so are they just going to do a different take on that or maybe this is a different version of enchantress not maybe there will be one from our earth or our timeline that i don't know exists I don't know. Can we also just talk about the fact that whenever they're gonna do the first like, uh, first like, uh, search essentially with Loki, he's like, oh no, it's, it's not illusion. It's 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 molecular transfer or whatever whatever word he uses. And like he's like, oh, but you knew that, didn't you? I thought that I thought that line that line was so fucking great. <laughs> that whole scene in the supermarket was just awesome. I also like that it was rock smart. Because Roxon is like a big player in the Marvel comics. Um, I mean, 
they're the ones that, isn't it, aren't they the ones that, like, evolve into Rock's corpse and fight Spider-Man 2099, Jordan? I believe so, yes. I know they have a... And then they also, just as Rock's and uh, do lots of damage and cause chaos in the normal uh, timeline. So, I mean, they were the villains in Miles Morales. So, kind of. In the video game. So to see them be brought into the MCU is pretty awesome. Or at least being hinted at. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I really want it to be Enchantress because I want, I really like that character. But also yeah. I know there's another Sylvie in the Marvel comics that is a f- another form of Loki that r- has a lot to do with the Young Avengers. And I know they've yeah. been building towards the Young Avengers. So I'm just like, I'm not going to be disappointed if it's not, but I'm just like, man, we've went this far. Like we've had everybody but Enchantress. She looks like the Enchantress. Like this would be perfect. Yeah. So, I just, yeah. the reveal happened, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is great. Like, this is awesome. I I agree. All three, or both episodes so far have been amazing. This is definitely by far, out of the three shows, it has such amazing pacing. Um, I don't think, out of the, I loved all three, all the other two shows so far, but this show has me the most excited for each new episode. Right. I will say it's funny because I still think we have more theories when it came to the other shows. Like, Loki's very good at... I feel like they don't hint at a lot, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I know that the I know that the Loki show is, like, just, like, destroying WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Ratings. Soldier in numbers. Like, yep. Which, who doesn't? I expect them. Who that, doesn't honestly. love a good villain? Like, and the show's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm just I'm. That's why we should get a Thunderbolt <laughs> show starring Baron Zemo. Yeah, and uh, and on our boy, the the U.S. agent. Uh, no. Yeah, I I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I'm I'm excited to see because the fact that he jumps through, the like time, portal loop thing with her. I'm excited. Right. I feel like this next episode is going to be him really kind of like talking to her and like we find more out about her. Um, but I'm also excited to see because I've seen in the trailers too, like they go to different periods because like at the end you see like all the different yeah. things that was changing, like different areas. Well, right. And I know in the trailer we saw a New York if the Avengers hadn't won. Like we saw Avengers Tower and just New York in general decimated. So I definitely think, I definitely think this show is leading into um, Doctor Strange 2 because of the chaos that she's causing. I think that's what's going to really, we thought Wanda was going to cause all this multiverse stuff and she's definitely a nexus. Like they talked about a nexus causing issues and like branch and branches to go haywire. But she's definitely, like, I think more so going to be the cause. Wanda probably isn't going to help, but um, I definitely see this leading into Doctor Strange. And I think people kind of forget this is taking place, I think, at the same time as Endgame is. Because he disappears while they're gathering the stones. So technically, the show is happening at the same time as Avengers Endgame is unfolding. 
So, I mean, we're definitely going to see... So technically, you know, there may not be that big of a time difference once um, Doctor Strange 2 starts. It, it probably will take place shortly after the movie, I would assume, of Endgame, I mean. Yeah, which I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the writer for Loki is actually, yeah, he he's also the writer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I feel like we're going to get I'm excited for multi- a lot more tie into that than anything. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited, too, because I think Multiverse of Madness is going to... I mean, Sam Raimi is directing, and he likes to put some horror elements into a lot of projects, so I think um, we're going to get a creepier... Yeah, I can't can't remember if it was the writer that was interviewed or somebody, but I remember seeing just here recently that someone said as soon as Sam Raimi, like, stepped on to do the Doctor Strange movie, they said immediately the stuff that he changed made made it scarier. And so I was like, well, good. That's that's what I want. Yeah, especially from the supernatural side of the Marvel Universe. And can we talk about how amazing it is that in episode one, um, the little kid was given that candy bar called Kablooey, and she was hiding in a apocalyptic scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That was pretty great. I mean, that's pretty genius. Yeah, the the show's really, really started off well. I hope it stays concurrent. Um, We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Loki is so good. Anyone who isn't watching right now, if you're listening and listening to spoilers, I mean, go back and watch the episodes because they are just so fantastic. And Tom Hiddleston just kills it, man. Um, Also, speaking of Owen Wilson... Look up Tom Hiddleston does uh, Owen Wilson impersonation. It is hilarious. I actually watched that. I think like the day after I watched <laughs> the episode, I was just like, and I loved that like Owen Wilson was like, yeah, that was that wasn't bad. And that was pretty good. Yeah. Now, do we have any more like predictions or want to sees for the like the rest of the show since episode two? Um. It's really hard because Loki has unfolded in a way I didn't expect it to. I didn't expect it, it. We still have four episodes left, but I feel like they're moving at such a fast pace. I figured we wouldn't get the variant reveal for a couple episodes. And the fact that she's detonated this bomb, and we're only in episode two, and she's already like, detonated this bomb, and the TVA was like evacuating. Like The whole thing is just insane. So, it's hard for me to make a prediction, really, of what's going to happen. Oh. I still think we might at least get a tease of King the Conqueror. Um, and I wonder if Renslayer, the, the judge, maybe she actually is um, a timekeeper in disguise. Who knows? Um, heck, her and King could both be timekeepers. Oh, and maybe King comes forth because... The Avengers caused so much mayhem with time travel. Oh, I definitely think there's something going on with her because even when uh, Mobius goes into her office and like they're talking about Loki, and he picks up that gun or whatever that she had, I'm just like, eh, that's kind of a weird thing to like have in your yeah in your collection and like it not hint that there might be more of a villainous role you might be taking. 
yeah, she's definitely got more going on with her than meets the eye. Jacob, any last thoughts or wants or hopes? Uh, not entirely, honestly. I, I, I'm just enjoying the show overall. So, plus, yeah. I, I just I, I I don't know as much about comics as you guys do, obviously. So, I'm just here for the ride, and I'm enjoying it. So, well, that's the, that's like the best thing about you know these shows too is like you know for people that aren't like massively into the comics like you can still like right. the fact that you're still enjoying it and like you're like oh that's pretty cool you know and they did the reveal and everything yeah the fact that they can still tell these like intensely deep stories and keep people that aren't really like dive deep into the comics involved and invested in it like that just shows how right. well marvel's running this machine mm -hmm. i agree which speaking of before we leave and we finish up here. Did you see, John, that Feige said that the last movie in this new phase will be Fantastic Four? No, I didn't. That's awesome. So before we end this phase, which they typically, like, the end of those phases are, like, right, are, like, a, the movie after the Avengers movie is typically yeah. the end of that phase. Because, like, I know... Iron Man 3, I think, was the end of Phase 1. No. Or no uh, yeah, Avengers, Avengers, was phase, Avengers was Phase 1, but then Phase 2. Ant-Man ended yes, Phase yes. 2. And Spider-Man no, um, Homecoming ended Phase... Well, Phase 3 Part 1, I guess, because Phase 3 was technically broken into yeah. two parts. So, And both parts ended with the Spider-Man yep. movie. So the fact that he he has that's confirmed awesome. that Fantastic Four will be the one to end that phase, that's that's yeah. good. I'm just I'm really hoping they start doing some casting for it soon because I'm I'm getting more more excited to see you know who they're gonna get. Definitely, so. I'm excited to move past this year. Um, after we see Eternals, Black Widow, and uh, Spider Man, I'm anxious to see you know more more marketing for Thor and for. And like you said, casting for Fantastic Four. I'm definitely ready to see more. Um, I also saw Kevin Feige said that uh, they are planning more prequels like Black Widow. Um, Black Widow's been confirmed. It takes place after Captain America Civil War, but before Infinity War. Right. So. Um, oh, good. Good. I, I know there's been yeah. a couple people I've seen that got to see an early screen of it, and they said this one has some of the best action scenes in all of the MCU for Black Widow, so. That's got me excited. Yeah, I'm, I, think, um, I think from the small stuff that I have seen of it, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And we're not that far away. It comes out in July, so we're super close um, to Black Widow. I'm very excited for that. Um, but wrapping up Loki, at least for me, I think episode two out of so far all three Marvel shows, I feel like the Loki second episode has been the best of the three shows on by the second episode because i know wandavision for a lot of people it the first two episodes a lot of people didn't care for i was kind of more similar to that with falcon and winter soldier yeah um but loki i mean as soon as it was over i was like oh my god i have to wait a week yeah mm -hmm. 
Yep, I know. I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm ready to come home from work tomorrow so I can watch it. Which I also three. seen, and um, just an update, I also seen that Disney did announce that from here on out, because I'm assuming how well Loki's doing, that all of their new shows will be coming out on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. I think it's smart, because by moving the release dates to Wednesday, you have more people that are home on Wednesday night versus on a weekend. You know, there's a lot more people that are out uh, enjoying the weekend. Um, so I think it's smart doing it on yeah. Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think so too. Kind of middle of the week, give you something to look forward to. Gets you yeah. to Friday, you know. So. Yep. And one thing I meant to talk about before we start the Loki discussion, I, I think we've all kind of agreed the Loki discussion's done, but uh, did you see that they announced the seventh Transformers movie today? I did. I, like, I did. Live action. Um, live action, not part of that War for Cybertron animated trilogy. Uh, Jacob, it's it's uh, it's got me pretty hyped. It is called Transformers: Rise of the Beast, and it is confirmed to be a Beast Wars movie. I'm so excited for it too. They've already got they've already got two me. cast members. Yeah, really? uh, the guy that's in the in the Heights movie, the lead actor in it, he's been cast in it. I read that supposedly, so the dude that always does Optimus's voice, of course, is going to be in it. But I read somewhere that Rhinox will be in it and reprising by the original voice actor. Oh, sweet. <sighs> yeah. So excited. See, Beast Wars was, was my oh, thing. Surprise. I loved Beast Wars. So Yeah, from, from what I read, it's, it's set in the 90s. So it takes place after the Bumblebee movie, but before the uh, series with... Um, Shia LaBeouf, so um, serial killer Shia LaBeouf. Well, that way, and they said that that way it doesn't mess up any of the continuity that they've already created. Um, but they're able to tell a new story, so I'm super excited to see the Predacons and the Primals. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be directed by the guy that did Creed Two, and it they've already casted. Uh, Anthony Ramos and Domin or yeah, Dominique Fishback. Cool. So, Fishbach, Fishbach, no Fishback. Awesome. So, that's I'm excited for it. As soon as I seen that, it, like it had Beast in the title, I was like, wait. And then I read more, and I'm like, oh my god, they're doing Beast Wars. Right. Which I think it was I was like it Age of Extinction that had like the the dinosaur. Yeah, but the yes, dinosaurs... but they didn't talk, so you didn't get to hear Grimlock go me Grimlock King and just like the the classic Grimlock stuff that he does or or swoops like lines, and he doesn't do any of his iconic things, and you're just like, oh, so he's just a dumb T Rex then. Nice. Yeah. But they were in the original series, so they don't really count as beast the Beast Wars right. stuff. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm ready to see Primal Optimus and. I hope we see Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Um, Megatron. Yes, so much yeah. yes. And Dinobot. Rat Trap that are all... Death in. Charge and so on and so forth. Waspinator. <sighs> Man, so good. So good. So good. So good. Cannot wait. But. Cool. Well, any any closing thoughts? Anything you guys want to add? Um, we... Not oh, I really. do. 
I have one more thing to announce all you fans out there or listeners or subscribers. For those of you who know, um, Jacob and I have highly recommended Demon Slayer. Well, it is officially, the movie is officially on Funimation, so you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. So if you've seen the series and not seen the movie, go check it out. John and Jordan, you have no excuse now. Watch the movie. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Already. You know, it, it is so I, good. I try to do a nice plug for Jacob. Tries to do a plug and he just has to turn it around on us every time. <clears throat> I'm buying the game when it comes out too. The game looks dope as hell too. I haven't seen anything from the game. That being said, I did want to make mention the show that I started because typically at the end of the episodes we always talk about how Jacob's obsessed with anime but I started uh, Record of Ragnarok on Netflix and it's an anime and it is really good I find it funny because Jordan whenever before we started recording was like hey I saw I found this new anime that I think you might enjoy I'm like oh wait before you say anything let me guess <laughs> you're like let me guess does it have something Ragnarok and I was just like no Yes. <laughs> but no, it's really good. You you can't outweeb me, Jordan. <laughs> that's true. That that's true. I tried and wrong. swing and a miss, so <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really good. It deals with gods and stuff like that. So I've been watching that. If you're if you're a fan of the Fate series, you're gonna like it a lot. Because the Fate series talks about like previous heroes in history, such as King Arthur or Hercules or so on and so forth being these uh, incredible figures in the world and records of Ragnarok does the same thing. And then cool. my biggest hype is the 28th of this month, boys. Seven Deadly Sins returns. I still don't watch so. it. Yeah, still oh still. my god. Why don't you... Okay. Alright. It took you how long to watch the Listen, player? Jacob. I, okay, listen, I listen. Yeah. I don't want to hear it because not only did I watch Demon Slayer, I watched Jujutsu Kaisen, I watched half of these other stuff. You can at least do your boy a solid. Watch my boy Bon. I didn't say I wasn't gonna watch it because I think the show looks good. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Right, right, right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, new season's about to come out. I think it's the it's the final season. So it is ending, but there's a lot of Seven Deadly Sins people out there like myself. It's fantastic. Awesome. So, it's on my to-watch list. I got my sure. wife to watch it. Now, she she was telling me when the release date for it was. And I was like, wait, really? Oh, Jordan, tell John that he needs to watch Promise Neverland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yep. Mm. Definitely, Maybe. definitely. If you like, you're like kind of like me, where you like a little bit more of a darker. Well, Jacob's kind of the same way too, though. Like you like the darker, like more twisted s- storytelling, but really good. And yeah. the animation is flawless. So. And like I told him, it, like uh, he said, how would you describe the show? I'm like, it's like a very good match of chess. Yes. Pretty. I mean, I put it in my watch list on Hulu. So. Well, there you go. That's all you need. So I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix, too, yeah. if you don't want to. Well, you probably have Hulu without ads. I don't. I'm a bum. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. 
Well, that was, okay. that was good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, ready to watch Loki yeah. episode three. I'm gonna watch the freaking Demon Slayer movie. So, I got, I got, we got a lot to look forward to this week. Was there anything gaming related this mm -hmm. week that we had to look forward to to tell the listeners? Mm. I know Dark Alliance released today, as of this recording. Which, by the way, I found out it is crossplay. The only systems that won't play together is PS4 and PS5 will play only with each other. Oh, okay. Wait, so PS4 and PS5 can't play with Xbox and PC? No, they cannot. That's weird. I know. Alright, guys, well. Peace out, Boy Scouts! I think this is where we're going to wrap it Alrighty, up. Alrighty, boys. Have a good night, guys. Everybody, Bye. thanks for tuning in and listening, as always. Alright. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We will be back next week, same time, same streaming platforms. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email, and maybe we will feature you on the next episode. You can email us at reliablenerdandfriends at gmail.com or come find me on Twitter at the Reliable Nerd. Until next time, stay safe, weary traveler.